Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mailed Fuzz. I'm Peter, and I'm joined, as always, by Matt. Hey, what's up? And unfortunately, also here, uh, in, a, in a red shirt to go with his his red hair, Connor's Connor's welcomed us here to in his presence. Why is my intro always insulting? Every time. Because it's you. Connor, if it makes you feel better, I'm wearing my Rebel shirt from my Smuggler's Bounty box. <laughs> Such a cock. <laughs> All right, let's uh, <laughs> swiftly move it. So we talk about DC Comics. Uh, we talk about the comic books that come out this week. And this week's show, we're going to be talking about action comics, Detective Comics, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Batgirl, Teen Titans, Batman Beyond, Deathstroke, and Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps. Uh, typically, Blue Beetle's on this week, but I didn't quite get around to reading it, and I'm the only one who is reading it, so... Yeah, it's, been a pretty, it's been a hectic week on, on, on our part with all the other it TV stuff. Blame Iron Fist and it's shittiness. Yes, Iron Fist from, from Netflix delayed everything we had going this week, including reading our books. It was a bit of a crunch getting everything in. in time. See, I haven't, I haven't finished Iron Fist. I haven't picked it up since last week. And, Terrible. Uh, I read all my books. So, <laughs> priorities. <sighs> You're also the, the biggest, biggest Iron fan, Fist fan among us, well, and that's and that's why I haven't finished because my wife doesn't want me to be in a depression all week. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, no, it's it's absolutely it's, it's basically garbage. I, I'm going to say it. It's it's flat out garbage. But you can go check that. We, we've got all 13 episodes reviewed individually with spoilers. Me and Connor waded through all that shit, and we tried to be positive at the start. We tried to be optimistic, but as it went on, it just got worse and worse. There, there was about a halfway say- point. We just snapped. Yeah. Connor Connor got top ten drunk while watching one episode. So <laughs> Alright, uh, so that, that that's uh that's come up in the show, plus a plug for all the Iron Fish reviews that are up. Yeah, uh, of course. That's it's called cross promotion synergy. Uh, I learned yeah. it from Disney. So before we even get to books though, we did actually some news this week. Some interesting yeah. news, some exciting news and some The War of Jokes and Riddles. I know, we had that last week. No, I know, but you said exciting, so I went opposite. Uh, <laughs> well, well, first things first, we have a couple of one-shots announced which are leading into the big event that's coming in summer, which I'm assuming now is coming in August since these one-shots are announced for June and July. We're getting one in June, one in July, so it could be the end of July we get the actual event, but I'm going to just assume August at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're getting, this is going to be co-written by Scott Snyder and James Tinney in the fourth. Oh, that's good. That's, that's a good yeah. team. Yeah. Definitely. So we have the, we have Dark Days. They're both called Dark Days. What the first one is Dark Days the Forge issue one, and then the one in July is going to be Dark Days the Casting issue one. Now both of these sound like they're related to metal, which makes sense because I believe the title we know of the event right now is Batman Metal. Yeah. Although apparently at one point he did say that uh, the Hawks were going to be integral characters, and when you tell me metal <sighs> and you tell me Hawkman. And- I'm thinking yeah. nth metal, so... We'll, we'll oh, see. man, so we get Batman with nth metal. <laughs> oh, oh, Matt's going to hate that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as you said the Hawks, and for, for the audio listeners, I wasn't sighing at the Hawks, I was sighing at that idea that Batman with nth metal bat wings. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of love it. I'm cool with it for a one-time thing. Just for the event only, yeah. yeah. If, it was a, if it was a permanent addition after that, ooh, no. Yeah. So both of these, well, I'm we don't have the solicit for the second one yet, but I'm assuming it'll be the same as the first one. Uh, but uh, four ninety nine going to be annual size in terms of pages, I think. 
so they're, they're doing these two one shots and that's going to lead into the big thing that's uh, coming next uh, the big event that's from Snyder and Capullo uh, that they've been talking about now related to this and there's a cover for that first one, by the way, if you want to check it out. Uh, interesting. But related to this, they're actually going to be announcing what this event is, presumably with some other tidbits. Next Sunday, uh, April 2nd, uh, they're, at, they're at an expo, and they're, at, they're announcing this, but they're also going to live stream it on the internet. So this is very reminiscent of the WonderCon panel that we got last year for Rebirth's mm. announcement. I doubt it'll be as big or as long, but... Well, that'll be interesting, so you can watch that live. Uh, we are going to do a bonus little extra uh, sort of one-shot episode just to talk about it, so we don't have to add it into the following week's episode, and because by the time you get to the following week's episode, it'll be like six days old. It'll, it'll feel ancient at that yeah, point. Yeah, no one, no one will care by then. So so we're going to do a little bonus episode for that. Uh, how long that'll be and how much we have to talk about is completely dependent on, D- what, they depends on what they give us doesn't it yeah because they, they might give us yep. just one little thing they might give us a whole host of things like we're getting the event but it'll spin out into this and that and here's the gsa i'm, I'm fully expecting a different title though no way batman metal is what it, it ends up as yeah i can see them having a better title than that batman metal core <laughs> i'm wondering if it will even be called bat i have batman in the title i feel like it'll that yeah metal. <laughs> But once you put Batman into the title for an event, it feels like you're focusing in just on the the Batman world rather than yeah. Th- these events are typically oh, things that oh, affect DC like the Justice League yeah. movie. Oh, I see. <laughs> but by all accounts, but by all accounts, this as much as Batman's the central character, it sounds like it is Rebirth related and it's reshaping things and you know a bit more to it than that. I I am positive on one thing. I really like the Justice League interaction in Snyder's Batman when during Endgame. Mm. When they all somehow, you know, they got jokerized, and you see like Batman not wanting to take down his friends, like it wasn't like this. Mm. Like, oh, I've been waiting years to do this. It was Wait like, a minute, oh, Matt, on, Clark. Is this just building what? up to a dig at the Snyder movies? It feels like it is. No, 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 no. Scott, I'm talking about Scott Snyder. That's. Oh no, no, I know, I just, but I, I mean, just the way you're yeah. going, like, oh, he doesn't want to take down the Justice League members. He wants to avoid oh, the conflict. Oh no, 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 no. no. I'm just it's talking just about too it, easy to draw those parallels. Yeah. It is. I'm just saying, I uh, as as someone that's not big on Batman, uh, I like that Snyder has a relationship with the rest of the DCU. So it would be cool to see how he interacted with them because he's really only written Batman. I mean, he did Superman Unchained, but nah, it was it was kinda, fine. It was just hampered by delays. I never finished. Yeah, it. well, it's not that memorable either. Like it's kind no, of a I went I went back story. and read it after the fact, and it was much yeah. better in trade rather yeah. than. Yeah, seven months apart. I, I think I got, was. I think I got to issue three, and I just kind of like, eh, it's not only okay, and I'm yeah. not feeling it. And like, it would have been a perfect arc for Superman, not a miniseries. Like, it just yeah, that's fair. But but my whole point on all of this is just is if it is gonna focus on the DCU, uh, I I hope it's better than All Star mm. has been. You know, so. I, no, I no offense, Connor. I know you're enjoying it, but me and Pete. I, I am, but I, but also <laughs> Tinian's involved, and he's integral exactly. to the Bat family in general right now. Joe's so funny. I, exactly. I have nothing to be afraid of. I remember a few years ago when we would have said, "Oh, thank God, Snyder's there to keep Tinian like like you know because Tinian hadn't proved himself yet." Whereas now, post Detective Comics, yeah. we're like, "Oh, thank God, Tinian's there to keep Snyder in check." Yeah, it's... yeah. There, there was a point where Tinian's best work was the backups in Snyder's Batman. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for, for as good of a writer that Snyder can be on Batman, I think Tinian's the same level on the Bat family. Like, this is the guy that's made me care about Clayface. So, yeah. like, you know. 
But I'm interested to see what it has to be. And I'm not surprised that it's so Batman-focused being like the first summer event. It should feel like a blockbuster. And if you want as many eyes on it as possible, you do focus on Batman. I think, I think it know? probably just neatly comes out of the whole... Because we're getting the button, which Batman's core, the, the yeah. investigation of what's going on. So maybe it'll just naturally lead from there. And that's why he is the central, because he's the one trying to figure things out. And yeah. it spins yeah. out of that. Uh, but we'll have more. We'll talk more about that uh, in that special episode next week because obviously we're going to know more then. So we'll save save more speculation for when we actually have some info to go on. Uh, another thing coming uh, in June solicits. There's uh, a bunch of issue twenty five sitting, and it's worth mentioning that they're all going to be special anniversary issues. So there's going to be about six or seven books that for one issue for issue twenty five they're going to be forty pages at three ninety nine instead of the usual number at two ninety nine. I think we can expect this every 25 issues. So obviously, Action did oh, it yeah. with a 75, 975. Yeah. And so I think every 25 now will yeah. just be a anniversary size. And, I'm, I'm cool. and that's fine. Yeah I'm, yeah, I'm I'm cool with this. The only problem I have with this particular example is that it just so happens that five of them hit in the same week. <laughs> Which is a so little... That's an extra five bucks yeah, on your budget. It's a little bit annoying yeah. in that sense, but otherwise I'm cool with it. It's fine. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so just for know, the record... Uh, sorry, ahead, sorry, I was just going to say for the record, the books that are coming out in June that are issue 25 and we'll have this like extra priced issue are Batman, Superman, Green Lanterns, Green Arrow, Wonder Woman, The Flash and Aquaman. So Yeah, so it's not all of them, right? It's yeah. mainly the, the main double shippers and or the twice monthlies. And But no, you're getting more pages. It's not like they're just doing the whole bait and switch. Oh, look at all this extra content we're just going to throw in there. You know, action... Yeah. 975 has proved like oh we got a really cool Paul Dini backup that was worth the extra dollar yeah we did so. it in uh, Detective 950 as well right and yeah. Yeah. That, that was worth the extra dollar for the backups it was yep. no I, I I think it's fine I think the only downside with this batch like I say is that they, a lot of them are hitting in the same month never mind the same it's week it's just the way they, they staggered yeah. the starting isn't it uh, mm-hmm. so you get I think there's 5 in week 3 and then 2 in week 4 and then there should Theoretically, there should be about three in July as well. Uh, Nightwing, uh, Hal Jordan, and I think one other book in July. I think Justice League maybe is the other one. Uh, they should all be getting an issue like that in July as well. So it's it's cool. It's just it's just awkward that they've all bundled up at the same time. But otherwise, uh, and I think what I'm going to get to in a minute actually is a few of them are actually starting kind of prominent arcs. Batman Twenty Five is the start of the War Joking Riddle, so they're kind of using it as a launching pad for the next arc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did get solicits this week. Now I was a little bit more uh, strict with what I brought in to talk about because uh, there was a few part ones that I ignored because either not all of us read the book or just, it didn't sound like a, an interesting part one so I've only got three and we already talked about joke, uh, War of Joking Riddles last week we already talked about that yeah. one so I've, I've just got three that I wanted to highlight uh, three sort of first parts of New Arcs that I thought were interesting for various reasons first one is Detective Comics 958 which by the way I want to point out that Detective I think was it this issue what was this issue Detective 9... Five three. Nine five three, I'm I think we're only a couple away from what action was at when it started at Rebirth. And it's just I just wanted to point out how close they are numbering. It's it's less than a year apart yeah. they are. Uh, yeah, yeah. About thought, a year or so I think. Yeah, I thought But I think a, action's yeah. done the weekly thing more, so it's gotten you know, for a while there in like the fifties, they're mm-hmm. in action comics weekly. So, you know. And I don't know if Detective's ever done that. I think Detective's just been routinely up until Rebirth. 
Oh god, I, I don't know. Like I mean, that. I mean, let's be honest here. We're talking about seventy years of history here. No doubt they've done various things at some point or other. That we just I mean, the, know the about. fact that they're so close in numbers means that they've probably both done it at different times and yeah. more or less caught up. Yeah, yeah, because they're really, really close. But uh, yeah, so Detective Comics nine five eight. Uh, it's going to be Intelligence Part One, and the reason why I'm pointing this out is this seems to be the start of the Azrael arc that's coming, uh, that was hinted at in nine fifty. Uh, so I'll read, I'll read you the blurb. Uh, Asriel has found a new home in Gotham City. Unfortunately, someone from his old home with the Order of St. Dumas has found him. The Order has unleashed a bizarre new evil on the world and it's convinced it must destroy Jean-Paul Valéry. So, Asriel arc coming. That's pretty cool. Starting June. Again, never thought I'd say I'd be excited for an Asriel arc. <laughs> but here we are. So keep, keep going, Rebirth. Brave New World. Uh, the Flash issue 25, which is going to be Running Scared Part 1, it's also worth mentioning that 24, which is at the same month as the prelude to this arc, but I picked the Part 1 because I thought this was more interesting to, to read this one. Uh, so, Running Scared Part 1, when Eobard Thawne murdered Barry Allen's mother, he killed a piece of the Flash's past. Now, Reverse Flash is back to kill Barry's future. The Flash's biggest storyline yet begins as he is pushed to his limits and his secrets are laid bare in a chase through time itself. Uh... I also want to point out this one has a fantastic cover where it's like the reverse flash is inside the flash and he's ripping his like face off to reveal himself. It's glorious. Check it out. It sounds like a fun arc. It does sound like a fun Oh, arc. fun. <laughs> oh, so oh. a crazy, crazy man. Old Eobard. He's a, he's a classic for a reason. Uh, and then the last one I wanted to point out is Green Arrow issue 25. Uh, again, another anniversary issue. It's called Broken Arrow, part one, and there's no John Travolta or... Uh, uh, oh, God. Christian Slater. Chris, thank you. I was like, God, I was blanking yeah. and missed the robot also, there. Also, football great, uh, uh, Howie Long, one of the henchmen. Malty, I work for him. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Broken Arrow Part 1, hopelessly divided over Oliver's role in the rise of Star City, Green Arrow and Black Canary do the unthinkable thing and break up. While Dinah starts a resistance movement in the former Seattle underground, Ollie's been driven out of the city, he sacrificed everything to protect, and it's only the beginning. The next major phase of Green Arrow begins with this oversized anniversary issue. Do you know, what, do you know what's crazy about this? Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the way Green Arrow's kind of been heading lately, it feels like this could be the end of a run. Like This could be where it's wrapping up. Mm. But this seems to be like no that that's going to be and then a whole other thing's going to start and it's like well, it, just, it's, this is like almost act one instead of instead it, of just the end of the movie that's what i was going to say it's like act one and uh joe's what i love i love that we're hitting issue 25 of these books and the writers are showing no signs of leaving anytime soon it's like no nah, we're, we're still right in the middle of a run I mean, I mean really the only books that have really had anything is superwoman mm-hmm which, by the way, actually, on Superwoman, I actually looked up... Kay Perkins is writing it. I looked up what I knew that name from, and I'm actually more excited for her now. Because, Why is uh, that? What was she? She wrote the that last Supergirl arc in New 52 with the, the school. Oh. Hmm, oh. interesting, right? <laughs> it it yeah. is, because uh, the last arc set up kind of a, a, a supporting cast, and we know from that school arc that that writer can can deal with ensembles. So yeah, yeah, I know that's cool. Uh, so I'm interested. What were you saying, Connor? I was just saying, is is that the only writer change that we've had? I can't think of any others off the top of my head. Um, 
Yeah, because that'll be that's, that's, that's a full year so. with without a single with with one writing shift. And when it comes to these double shippers, that's basically an omnibus worth of books. <laughs> yeah, you got you got two years worth of stories essentially. Yeah, on a, on a regular schedule, and that's that's really impressive, especially given that obviously at this point in the New Fifty Two, the the cracks in the editorial were, were beginning to show and. Things and that, were, and that things was with, going all over the place. And that was with single shipping. Like there were only twelve issues until a lot of books. When yeah, this was it, it's about this time when it started yeah. to start to fall apart on the on the I, teams. I still hadn't learned my lesson on reading Teen Titans and Superboy. I was still going strong. Oh God, Lobdell Superboy! What a what a <sighs> fun time. Ooh. Oh dear. Let's talk about books. Let's talk about comics. And first up. First up this week, we have Action Comics 976, which is the final part of Superman Reborn, written by Dan Jorgens and art by Doug Mankey. So, this was good. This was yeah. good. It went down pretty much how we expected. And that is that is almost a negative that I think sort of pulls it down a little bit in the sense that it just kind of did what we thought it was going to do. And it was good, it was all well done, and it did the thing mm-hmm. we wanted it to do. It's... But it did. It played out exactly as we it's, thought it It's might. hard to complain, but it's hard to go, oh, it blew me away. Because it's yeah. like, yeah, well, that's... yes, it did exactly what it set out to do. We knew what it was going to do because it was so well seeded. I was like, okay, cool. We yeah. get it. This so, is just, you've got to do this issue. Yep. Uh, that's Superman and Super... Uh, Superwoman. That's Superman and Lois uh, merged with their New 52 counterparts and their timelines have been merged so that everything is in continuity and everything just sort of is merged to make sense. The only thing that doesn't quite make sense going by this or oh, everything happened in both kind of thing, if we're still in the timeline from New 52 it does mean that John's now in the same boat as Damien in that how was there enough time for him to exist? Well, no, because there's the 10 years that have been stolen yep. right? So it was like, okay, something happened in those 10 years and then it crunched and that's when the, the Clark split well, yeah, but we don't have those ten years back yet. Well, no, but John's an anomaly. That's the yes. point. It's, he happened in those ten years, presumably, but he's an anomaly. So no, no but Connor, this, this, they say it's all merged at the end of this issue that it, it makes sense now. The memories of both are have aligned. Yeah. So, but that still doesn't mean that there's not something strange afoot. Of course, there's still something so, strange afoot. Yeah, there's still yeah. ten years missing. But what I'm saying is, is it puts John in the same boat as Damien, and that the timeline doesn't add up. These character, all the characters around him, are supposed to now remember things as if he was always there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same. Like so, you said it's the same with Damien, but with Damien. Ah, but Connor's arguing had, me. So but but, but Damien's is like, see, this is the, it. Depends when they splintered, right? With these two Clarks. Because they but have complete point, separate never, lives. See, but this, at this point, they didn't. Everything got rewritten. Yeah. Well, yeah. It was but... a, it's the, it's Connor, so it's, it, Connor, it wiped it's... out New 52, brought in the Flash, pre-Flashpoint stuff, right? Yeah. And Connor, it's not and like then, it's not like they were both living the same life and then it yeah. splintered and then they went in their own ways. Yeah. When New 52 happened and they splintered, their entire history got splintered. Right. So in, so... in a meta way, this is them going, hey... We should have never split up Lois and Clark and tried to make them cool twenty somethings. Yeah. Instead, <laughs> let's do what we should have done and made them, you know, thirty something parents of a ten year old. Well, all, that is the only thing though is they feel de aged, and that's fine if they wanted to do that. They, they did that. Yeah. 
uh, and that's kind of what makes John an anomaly. But that's all. That's the only thing I mean about putting him in the same boat as Damien, where it's the same thing with Damien. Where so Batman was supposed to be Batman before he had sex with Talia, and Damien was conceived and born. But the whole timelines might have happened in five years, kind of thing. That's all I mean. D- Damien was accelerating a test tube. I <laughs> sure. That's true. <laughs> sure. This is more oh, efficient. She, she, had a, she had so many of them though, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, like especially in the the Batman Inc. stuff where Heretic, that was a fully grown version of Damien. Like so, I, I just assumed that that they were all sped up, and and our Damien was sped up a bit as well. New Fifty Two bollocks. That's not what I actually. Yeah, meant. exactly. Oh <laughs> well, yeah, well, but <laughs> but it's also what's cool too is that because uh, I'm going back and reading the Damien solo series, you know, because I want to know how he got his his bat dragon Goliath, you know. Um, oh, by the way, that's what I was thinking. Remember when I, I got a name wrong in t- uh, Titans. And you said mm-hmm. I was getting it wrong from a Marvel character, which was really insulting, by the way. Uh, no, I was calling him Goliath because of Damien's pet, not because I was thinking of some Marvel character. I was calling Mammoth Goliath. Oh, okay. And you were saying, oh, you're I thinking did. of a Marvel character, and I was like, how dare you? How dare you say I'm thinking of a Marvel character? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feel the casual. <laughs> I mean, Marvel. <laughs> oh, I'm but, joking, people. Yeah. Was it Matt? Yeah. <laughs> Well, no, just and it's it's good that we have Damien's kind of backstory and art going through there, um, written by Tomasi. So now he can do kind of the same with John, and build on that, and making it you know flashbacks to him growing up and whatnot. Here's how I'm looking so, at this this merger here, right? I think for people for for the people who for some reason think of New Fifty Two Superman as their Superman, and were annoyed when Super Dad came on the scene. For them, this gives them an easy write-off saying, oh, it's technically still him. Now, now it's, he's just he's equally part of him. Whereas for me, all I'm reading from it is, no, it's still really our Superman. They've just de-aged him a bit and we've, we've wiped out the fact that there's a duplicate <laughs> and we're just back on track. Yeah. That's what it feels yeah. like. It. My one problem with this is the whole Lois and Clark relationship and her getting pregnant. Mm. And then 10 years down the line, there's a Superboy like with Superman, like it just it doesn't do a lot to help keep a secret identity mm. in Metropolis. Well, yeah, uh, but that's the other thing, though, is that this resets kind of what we can think of uh-huh. as classic Superman because now the whole secret identity being out of the bag is gone. Yep. Yeah. Now Clark can go back that's to right. the planet. So because Lois, Lois would never out him, even if it was to save things. Like, yeah, that always just felt so hollow in the New Fifty Two. And if New Fifty Two Superman is your Superman, I'm very, very sorry. You need to go read Mark Wade's Birthright and just go from there. I, I think I'm just all I, the bad New Fifty Two stuff. I think I'm just sorry for you in multiple levels. Sorry that you only yeah. read Bad Superman. Sorry that you clearly have some sort of problem in your life that that you, you're turning to these weird stories to 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 fix them. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it was it was a good issue. I, I thought the aging thing was a little bit weird because all the pr- the promo stuff of the upcoming Superman mm. stuff, he looks a bit older still than this. So I don't know if they just drew him a bit young accidentally. Uh, looking may, at this. Yeah, it may just be inconsistent. I mean, I'm looking at the big splash page that has the time fixing itself. Yeah. And and you look on the bottom left pay- corner with Jimmy. Jimmy looks like he's 14. Yeah, he does. So, I mean... I mean, think they were trying, but I just caught that right now. 
Mm. He's he has a really creepy grin on his face as well. Yeah, well, I think his best friend's kid. I mean, I, <laughs> I think. Uh, obviously, I think the more exciting stuff was the Mixy started talking about. Oh, you're you're messing with reality. You 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 two finding each other again and try to fix it because the power of love and whatever. You fixing this, he's going to notice. The one who orchestrated everything and messed all this stuff up is going to notice mm-hmm. that you're kind of forcing things to fix themselves. He's not going to be happy. All that kind of stuff was kind of obviously intriguing. And then Oz was kind of reiterating the same thing again at the end. Yeah. With less fear in his voice, admittedly. Mixie was scared shitless of Manhattan. Now, now, here's the thing. Do we think that Oz is going to be revealed to be a hero keeping Manhattan check? And that's why he's doing this? He's kind of letting the table still be set so Manhattan doesn't notice from Mars? Or do you think he is working in conjunction with Manhattan to keep this going? Well, it depends how you look at it. Like, Is he taking people off the, the board, as it were, and imprisoning them because he's worried that they will, like Superman kind of has, force like a, a recollection or mm-hmm. the timeline to maybe try and recorrect itself because you know maybe Tim would eventually inspire that or yeah. so, something like that. And is he trying to keep the board looking the same so that Manhattan doesn't notice and try and intercede again or I, I think for me that makes it seem like he isn't a villain and his work is working against Manhattan is he took Mixie so Mixie didn't mess things up he's like no you'll get in the way and it's right. like you might you might draw his attention that's but that's what I'm thinking of if, if he's just because we all if he is Ozymandias which we all kind of guess he is he has his own plan in play and I almost say if he's working against Manhattan, he wants to do it without Mixie messing things up. You mm-hmm. don't want to draw too much attention, right? Like if you're a burglar, you don't want to attack a house with a dog because it's going to make too much noise, you know? Yeah, so. I think for me it, it's it's too much that they they say he looks so villainous with you know the, the ominous hood and the the hiding yeah, the face. Yeah, but he's taking him. Yeah, and I just feel like that's. Set up for a swerve, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Or, it feels kind of too obvious, doesn't it? It could be. It, yeah. So maybe it's more murky than that. Maybe it. Maybe he's not been as evil as Manhattan, but he is out for his own his own reasons, his own gain. Yeah. Well, the, and that that lines up with Watchmen because that's that was the whole story of that. It was kind of Ozzy versus Manhattan and Ozzy manipulating Manhattan. That's it, though. If he's throughout. if he is trying to face against him and he, he does ultimately turn out to be heroic I'll buy it to a point mm-hmm. because I feel like he is the sort of person who plays the long game like why is he taking these people yeah. off the board is, is he ultimately doing something but then again why is he imprisoning them and not just telling them and say you need to stay here well, for uh, X reason yeah I mean that's true I just, it, it reminds me of the monitor in, mm. in Crisis yeah. at, at the very you know, least it I makes just... him it, at the very least, it makes him cold. Like, even if he's doing it for the right reasons, it makes him yeah. cold and not... Well, Absolutely. Right. And and that's indicative of the Watchmen universe, too. Like, it's all... Mm. In, so, I don't know. I'm just... I'm grasping at things. That said, though, I did very love the way it teased him at the end because the, the way yeah. he'd be like, wait, is, is this fixing things enough for him not to notice or will he? And it, you just... It goes... The panel goes from, like, Earth to the Moon and then the Moon to Mars and you're like, ah... Uh, yeah. Is he just or up there? Him. And I asked, yeah, and it says, is it Superman who has the final say or him? And it, I, it li- I like that he's putting Superman on level with Dr. Manhattan, you know, like. 
I just I like the idea that he like Oz Oz isn't sure if Manhattan's going to be pissed at someone's altered reality like when it wasn't him mm. like behind his back or right. whatever and he might be pissed about it so yeah although what if this is all just a massive swerve and it's Martian Manhunter he's stuck on Mars I'm not sure it's that Manhattan would be angry because angry isn't really his thing is it Okay, uh, I think sure. it's more that he'd see things were changing, and he'd be his curiosity would be like, "What? What's going on there?" And that's when he peeks his head again. Everything that or, he does is kind of because he can. He, he's never really okay, emotional sure. about it. Okay, sure. Anger was probably just a poor word on my part. I didn't really mean necessarily yeah, to be yeah. pissed off at it, but just and the way that no. he he'll see it happening and go, "Wait, why is this happening? This isn't right. I'm going to go and fix it." Yeah. Mm. Yep. And also could be the inverse that that Ozzy. Has you know set up Doctor Manhattan to take the fall, right? Hmm. And it's really him just manipulating things. And if Manhattan notices, he could undo it all, and that's what he doesn't want. And, and, you know, you stay on <laughs> Mars building your clock castle. Okay, you know. So, so Matt's making a bold prediction. End of the event in 2018 in the summer because it was a two-year plan. End of that event yep. is going to be Manhattan revealing that he's actually the good guy. Oz has been manipulating him, and at the end, he will fix it and reset the universe for everyone. <laughs> No, 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 not reset. No, well, not reset. Not that. Okay, re- okay, reset is a poor choice of word, but you know what I mean. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Alter it. Give the I mean, 10 years back. There's so much, yeah, there's just so much going on here on so many different levels. And this is, again, what I had a problem with New 52 is everything was just so shallow. And it didn't seem like there was long-term planning and even guesses, whatever. It was kind of like Superman Reborn was the New 52 in a nutshell. Where it's like, oh, we kind of see where this is going. And that doesn't necessarily mean it's bad, but certainly with the New 52 wasn't good. So, you know, and I think Reborn just came in and undid everything and set things back up where it needed to be. And that also begs the question, too, if there was never New 52, Clark and Lois, then what's up with Superwoman? Right? Because how did Lana get powers if there was never well, New Matt, 52, Clark? Well, we have Aftermath issues next month, and Superwoman's one of those. I fully expect we're going to... Getting that. It did say, but when it said it was being rewritten, though, uh, when Oz said it was being rewritten, he did mention everyone connected to them is affected by it. Yeah. So we'll see how that plays out, obviously, in all these aftermath issues. Uh, looking forward to him showing up in Supergirl as well and all these other things. Uh, it should be interesting. But that, no, that's that's uh, Action Comics. End of Superman Reborn. Fun little event. I think it was a lot more focused on one specific thing than we maybe thought it was. Yep. Yeah, because obviously we went in knowing that this was obviously the outcome, but I think we expect it to be more than just this. Because ultimately up, it was just this. Because ultimately it ended up just being mixy for a lot of it. A lot of it was about Mixapetalik. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not complaining. I like Mixapetalik. I, mean, I haven't seen it in a while. So. I think my, my only problem with the, the story in general is it still feels like this is this is course correction. This is still fixing the universe from the new 52's mess. And it's like, okay, we're a year on and we're still having to do an entire month of stories just to fix Honestly, that shit Connor, rather than tell its own story. Connor, that just shows you how big the mess was. Oh, it does. And it, it's something <laughs> that, like, it had to be done, but it's annoying that we had to spend a month, as, as good as it was and enjoyable as it was, this could have been its own story entirely different instead of fixing shit that didn't need to be broken in no, the first but, place. But yeah, but like, it's still, like you said, I am happy I read it. I'm oh, yeah, going to get yeah. the trade. 
Um, I'm going to mount these issues with the Frank covers in order on my wall here because it looks so great. So, you know, even though if it was a fix and it was like them cutting the Gordian knot because it's just so knotted up that you can't yeah. but destroy what came before, then that's fine. I've, I've experienced, as a Superman fan, I've experienced far, far, far worse. <laughs> yeah. And, of, and- a waste of my time than a fixing. Yeah, so, Jurgens and Tomasi did manage to make it enjoyable, even if it was ultimately yeah. just fixing. Oh, but and that and that Deanie backup with Mixie and playing with all the different mediums. That was as, fantastic. Yeah, exactly. And we got that because of that. So that was great. So all right, there you go. That's Action Comics. That'll take us on to Detective Comics nine five three. James Tenney in the fourth writing and Christian Juice and Fernando Blanco on art. So this was the next part of the League of League of Shadows. And we got uh, more stuff with Cassie Kane and Shiva, and we got the shadows kind of enacting the the next step in their big plan to take over Gotham, uh, as well as I actually I love the opening scene because Montoya like brings G- Gordon back from his vacation. He's like, oh, I want the weekend to play golf or whatever he says. And he's, he's in his Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> Gordon in a Hawaiian shirt is my favorite thing. Yeah, but she pulls him onto a helicopter and she's like briefing him what's going on and when he gets on the helicopter, Batman and Batwoman are there to brief him and it's like, the police are after him but Gordon, of course, knows knows that Batman's not behind this. Yeah. So, there, I like that that, that relationship still persists and that it's all in secret. Uh, but So, the gist of this one is that Cassie is still kind of obsessed with Shiva. She's watching the footage and she has a really great heart-to-heart with Clayface who sort of talks about how he used to not be able to portray his feelings and communicate well so he started yeah. using other other people's words and he hands like a Shakespeare a Shakespeare play and he's like you know I'm supposed to keep you here I'm like babysitting duty but like it's not really that unbelievable if you could get past me so yeah, yeah. This, this is probably my favourite bit of the issue actually this interaction yeah. I think like Matt said at the start of the show, the, the Tinians made us care about Clayface, and yep. uh, that you can put Clayface in a room with with Cassie and have this interaction is just fantastic. Yeah, that's great. Uh, yep. And she she goes out, and Batman catches her, and Batman's like, "You shouldn't go running off to Shiva." And Cassie's like, "Well, it's time to fight then." And Bruce doesn't fight back; he like tries to just kind of stop her. Uh, but he of right. course gets the shit kicked out of him and he's left hanging off a gargoyle as uh, Cassie runs off who she then fights Shiva and I mean it's not Times Square because it's Gotham but it's essentially Times Square yeah. Yeah. we had to come up with a Gotham name for that that sounds like Times Square Crime Square Crime Square <laughs> there you go there you go <laughs> Crime Square uh, and they, they have this uh, fight one of the things I love about these this uh, fight scene though is when they're talking to each other, there's these panels where they do this effect where it's all the lights of all the billboards and like screens behind them out of focus, mm-hmm. and it gives it this. It's really, gorgeous, isn't it? It's great. It it gives it this very. It feels almost like they're in Tokyo, kind of thing. I'm I'm thinking of like Lost in Translation, almost. Yeah, like a neon yeah. washover. Yeah, yeah. It was really cool. And then I love when they actually go into the fight. Everything disappears. It's just white background. None of that matters anymore. That background. It's just yeah, the fight. They're hyper focused. Yeah. Yeah. But it's an emotional fight because Cassie's like fighting to prove herself, but she won't fight to kill. And Shiva's like, if you're not going to fight to kill, don't bother fighting me, girl. Like she's not even fighting at all. If you look at it, she's just blocking the blows. So I don't think she actually. Yeah. I don't think she lands a single. I don't think she strikes oh. out at all. Actually. All right. So, so you guys are familiar with rope a dope, right? In boxing. Oh yeah. Yeah, I would love that's how this ends. Is like Cassie just basically defeats Shiva without 
having with with only needing to land one blow, right? And she mm-hmm. rope dopes her, just constantly blocking, and then basically does to Shiva what she did to her in the first issue, where she like nerve pinched her and shut her down. Like I think that could be really cool. That could be fun. Uh, and meanwhile, this is going on. Uh, the Shadow the League of Shadows shows up at the at the the Belfry. Uh, beats the shit out of Clayface, there's just clumps of clay lying around, yeah. and Batwoman shows up yeah. later, and then Batwoman gets stabbed, like, full-on stabbed, in front of her father, because the the, 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 the the assassin is like, yeah, Shiva told us to make sure you could see this, and then stabs and, Kate. Oh, and make it slow. Yeah, it's like, brutal. It really feels like the, the stakes are, like, turning up, like, these are yeah, these are, these are a formidable foe, and they're doing all this stuff. Well, and, and they feel completely different than the League of Assassins. Hmm. Like, Making them their own distinct thing, I think, is really cool. Because I rewatched Batman Begins earlier this week or last week. I can't remember when I watched it, but um, they use them interchangeable there, and I think it's easier. It's easy to do that, but I think Tinny and here making them distinct organizations is really cool. Yeah, uh, and Batman hears Alfred be distressed over the comms, so he rushes off back yeah. to the Batcave. He sees the screens, he sees Clayface's beat, he sees or- uh, Orphan, I was going to say Oracle, Orphan's uh, down in like uh, Crime Square. I'm, I'm keeping that, I'm yeah. sticking. Uh, yeah. And he's, he sees Kate Kane's been stabbed at the Belfry, and he's like, no, no. And then we get the, the, the big cliffhanger, the, the issue is uh, Raz al Ghul is in the Batcave to see Bruce. Mm. And his henchman, who I haven't seen in forever, I don't know if he was just created for the animated series, but I think his name's Abu, Ubu. Hmm. Uh, I can't remember. But. But I love that. I mean, it might not be, but I love the idea that he's here because she was a common enemy. And that's, that's what I get. He, he, yeah. he knows exactly what's going on. He's gone. All right, Bruce, come on. We need to do this. We need to sort this out together. Yeah. Where's that little tyke who beat me up and his cousin a couple of weeks ago? Yep. My little troublesome grandson, uh, but no, I, I thought this was a really good shoot. I thought everything was like heightening the stakes, and something as simple as like bringing Gordon in to like have him in the loop of everything that's going on, so that there's someone on the force other than Montoya that's like on their side, and it just it felt like everything is like heightening. I'm I'm loving this arc. This arc's been really really good. Yep. Yeah. This whole series has been fantastic. It has. This is the type of Batman I love to read. Like, there's multiple characters going on. You feel Gotham as a whole, and then you throw Ra's al Ghul in there, and with a common enemy, it's just it's fantastic. That's great. And it is. It's it's Ubu. It's Ubu. I knew I, I remember that. <laughs> it's one of my favorite toys as a kid. That's that's why. But all right, let's uh, move on to Wonder Woman issue nineteen. Uh, Greg Rucker writing and Liam Sharp on art. This is the next part of the the Truth storyline, and. For me, this was maybe one of the weaker issues of the book. Not because it was bad, just because it was kind of... It was just kind of like connecting this issue and the last issue like together. It was like the characters were finding out things. Yeah, that we mostly yeah. knew. Uh, sort of everything was regrouping. Like they got Diana out of the, the mental hospital. And it was and there were some sweet moments in there. And the best stuff was definitely when they go to see uh, Dr. Cyber. They're trying to figure out where Barbara Ann mm-hmm. is and they're trying to figure that stuff out. And Dr. Cyber's like, this is your fault, Wonder Woman. You did this to me. You brought the gods to our Earth. And that got me killed. That got this happened, this happened. Veronica's daughter's faceless because you brought the gods to our world. And Yeah, but again, that's just how faulty Godwatch is looking at this. When hmm. It's Trevor landing there that brought her there. So what made Trevor crash? 
That's I think that's the ultimate, yeah. you know. Because I'm point. sitting here reading, I'm going, well, no, that's not true at all. And again, this this arc is called Truth. And the the truth is a very subjective thing when you think about it. Actually, I it's really... All about pers- Stephen Doctor yeah. Cyber brings up that uh, I've been messing with you for years because we've seen that the yeah. start of that in the 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 God Watch story, yep. which is really the cool. Last issue. But yeah. she's like, "Oh, right, are you the one who's like making me think I've been going to Themyscira?" And she's like, "You're giving me too much credit. I can't do that." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, who is behind that? Because I don't think that's necessarily related to Rebirth. It feels like it's a more specific to Wonder Woman thing. But I could be yeah. wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I mean, well, I'd have know- to guess it's Wonder Woman. Yeah. Because we know Hippolyta is trying to reach out to Diana because mm. now we're getting those scenes set on Themyscira and it seems like there's only a small band of Amazons there, right? Like it seems like a very close-knit group, not like what we saw early on. Yeah. yeah. So. I, I really like that pa- that page where they see the, the, the gods in the, the their animal forms, yeah. Mm. All right, so who who is the big uh, deer, the, the stag? The stag. Uh, yeah because it's not artemis because i know artemis is she was the the huntress god and her thing yeah. was the doe yeah that's I what i was think, just thinking and she's working you know, with prometheus anyway so let's ignore her which which one <laughs> which one's artemis's brother apollo that's that's who i thought uh it doesn't really fit for, for stag does it no mm. because i can look and pick the other ones and that one just unless it's a festus but i've never heard him being uh, yeah, you do much stag, better with this stuff so. than I do, Matt. So I don't think you're gonna get much help out of me. Hephaestus, I'd, I'd imagine, would have to be a bull, surely. Yeah, but I tell you what, I liked in this but issue. Anyways, I liked Etta yeah. getting angry that they've got Barbaran again and being like, "You took Barbaran away," and she's like about to go into a punching fight with a hologram, and like mm-hmm. she's been held back. And I'm like, "It's a hologram, Etta. Calm down, <laughs> calm down." <laughs> she yeah, just let yeah. her swing. That would have been the, the great comical moment, you know. You, you swing, and she just goes straight through it. <laughs> yeah. Just because you you put you only put that much force into something, you can't stop yeah. your body going with it anyway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No. So uh, that was good. Obviously, they find uh, mm. Sasha's body uh, from yes. the checkmate lady. Yeah, so I remember from her. Yeah, I was say so she's from checkmate, right? Yeah, that's like her whole. Okay, and that was another Rucka title, right? That he was writing, yeah. so he's because yeah. he's pulling it, stuff. Some, yeah. Sometimes they'll do stuff like this in comics, especially rookies. They're not they're not with Ferdinand as well. Where he'll pull out this like right. reveal of someone, and I'm like, uh, have they mentioned her recently? Like, am I supposed to know really specifically yeah. who that is? And then I remember she was from Checkmate. And I'm like, oh, this is Rucka pulling someone back in again from yeah. one of his old his own ones. previous stuff. Yeah, and it's like right. okay, fair enough. It's okay. Also, that I don't remember that well. Right. This this made me really like Ferdinand as a supporting character. The mm. hug that he gives Diana, yeah. and just you could tell how much he cares for her. And then when when he starts to get upset when all the stuff's going on. Oh, what about the, what, like, about, the, what about the doctor when he sees it's actually Wonder Woman and he's like, uh-huh. but you you're actually what what you you and, uh-huh. and Steve's just like, yeah, keep this quiet, thanks. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hazel, yeah, Steve has become a great character here too. Whereas in New Fifty Two, he kind of was. They tried to make him the Nick Fury of the DCU, and it just didn't work. Nah, and him really being, him. no, him just being like a supporting character. He's almost like Diana's Gordon. Almost where they have this partnership. It's uh, a little uh, bit uh, different. If Batman and Gordon were making <laughs> out on top of the rooftops, yeah, sure. I think they're he, not. He definitely works better in relation to just Wonder Woman than he does as a as a bridge to yeah. the DCU as a whole, yeah. like he was in the New Fifty Two. Yeah. And and it's cool, like when you see Gordon interact with uh, Superman or Wonder Woman, 
And I kind of want that out of Steve Trevor. Like when he shows up, you know, something different is going on. Yeah. I think for me, though, what it is, is Diana, she, she's a, an envoy, she's an ambassador. So she doesn't yeah. need someone like Steve to, to bridge, which is why he always kind of felt redundant in that role. Yeah. Mm. But this yeah. is much better. So, of course, okay. we, we, there's one quick scene with uh, Kale, and she's like, God Watch, uh, take care of things, put the hit out on Diana. Uh, Operation God Watch is in full effect, which leads to the ending. When they, when they leave Kale's like, headquarters or wherever at the end, where they've been snooping yeah. around and found Dr. Cyber, they attack Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman fights some of them off. She like does a cool thing where she goes into a van and like crumples it. Uh, but then a sniper, uh, who she doesn't see coming, shoots her from behind. And um, we see the oh. bullet go right through her chest, and we end with her like bleeding out on the floor. That's obviously the most exciting part of the issue because it was like, oh shit, Wonder Woman just got sniped. Didn't I didn't see it coming? Like that's. Did yeah. you guys? Uh, well, I mean, you have that shot of the sniper, and a couple yeah. of times it's looking through the sky. It's like, is it, is that, that doesn't seem like it's going to do much. Yeah, uh, that's like, what I mean. I thought she would, at worst, it would bounce off, or she would, you know, we need a really cool bracelet it's, deflection. It's kind of it's kind of flexible, Wonder Woman. But the way I the, the way I would typically treat her in terms of like being bulletproof, well, she has to defect them with her bracelet, so she's not completely bulletproof. Mm-hmm. So the way I see it is a sniper is a high caliber piercing. Oh round. yeah, yeah, no, it, yeah. it's yeah. not that I didn't think that it would affect her it's just that yeah. it d- didn't think yeah. it would catch her by surprise the way it did exactly oh, sure. yeah like like i thought you just hope her she'd see it come in you know the, you just always expect the hero to do that really don't you in these right. stories and that's, that's where is so great at pulling the rug out because every rucka series i've ever read has a moment like this where yeah, i should see it coming I read enough comics, but he does it so well. Yeah, yeah. I, I love how uh, the the background for that shot is just that that gorgeous orange glow all around yep. it. I think as well, what it does is it makes God Watch uh, formidable for it makes them feel dangerous because oh. they just snipe Wonder Woman. Yes. Yep. So no, there you go. Uh, so no, it was a good issue. I, I just I, when I say it was like one of the weakest, like say the arc or or whatever, it's just because it is very much dealing with information that the characters are just kind of putting together now that has yeah. mostly been stuff that we've been in on for the most part but certainly certainly enjoyable that'll take us on to the flash issue 19 joshua williamson writing and jesus marino on art and this i basically divide this issue into three segments there's the fun segment which is boomerang flash and kid flash being like tied up with these like aussie gangsters and They've got their, the their, their guns and uh, Kid Flash uses the boomerang to like cut all the weapons up and it's, it's just a really fun lot of jokes. Uh, and then you have the more kind of emotional middle section where Kid Flash finds out his father's that died in Suicide Squad because uh, uh, Boomerang tells him. And yep. he runs off, Barry runs off after him and in an effort to connect and try and make him feel better, Barry reveals who he is. And it was a great moment because you hear him say his name and you're like, He's taking his hood down. He's going to turn around and he's going to see Barry. And he turned yeah. the page and sure enough, there's Barry. So, really, really cool. Put a smile on, on my face and then you get to Wally's reaction, which that smile turned quickly to a frown. Cause... Oh, it was it was heartwarming at first until he started asking about Iris. Like, does Iris know? Yep. And then he got really upset that she didn't. And, like, you're a liar. This is what Daniel did to me. This is... Uh, and he's justified. I want to be like, hey, Wally, stop being a little shit. Mm-hmm. Like, he cares a lot for you and your aunt. But at the same time, him being like a, a 15-year-old kid and the life that he's led and been lied to his whole time, 
it it all it makes sense. Not like it's not out of anywhere, you know, out of nowhere. So. Uh, and Wally runs off, and that's that's kind of that. And then, of course, the final part of the issue, which is... I mean, the issue was good anyway. Like, all, all that stuff, you know, it was mm-hmm. fun, and then it was emotional, character beats worked well. Uh, but then the final part of the issue, which is there to set up the button, but we we, we go to Iron Heights, and Eobard Thawne, not only does Reverse Flash break out of his restraints, and he's like full, you know, classic yellow Reverse Flash, he says, I remember being killed by Thomas Wayne in Flashpoint... I'm going to make his son pay. Yeah. I'm going to teach his son a lesson. Yeah, this is exciting. There, there was the little tease earlier on. You know, as as they were sitting out in the the Australian desert and they, the were, they were talking. Yeah, that's the one. The outback. But <laughs> yeah, they were they were talking about. Uh, but Barry was telling his story of of what Ebard did to his his mother in the past, and you just get like the 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 shadow of him in uh, over the sky yeah, running yeah. across it's just like he's in fact he's everything he's just there and he's he's coming oh man eobard remembering flashpoint though and remember and presumably remembering the time before it if he remembers flashpoint yeah like, it's super yeah. exciting this, this adds another wrinkle into superman being reborn and and the whole flashpoint stuff because flashpoint's the reason why john was born yet if john was born in the new in this rebirth era, right? Because they went back and fixed time and memories. Then what the hell is going on with Thon? And Thon's already a time traveler, right? So now this sets up alternate realities and whatnot. Mm. And this is why I love Flash. As it, as is as for is, all of this murkiness. As a super ex- obviously, we've got another issue before we get to uh, like the, the button stuff, right? But this is clearly setting up the mm-hmm. button. And actually, as much as we thought, oh, they're going to investigate and that's going to be the inciting incident, I actually kind of like that, oh no, they've set up another reason why they're going to look into things, because Eobard's going to show up. And obviously... And, and mention it, presumably. Yeah, and obviously Batman's going to be like, oh shit, I need a speedster. Uh, Barry! <laughs> Barry, can you come and like, protect me from Eobard <laughs> Thaw? And he's trying to kill me. Thank you. Uh, I, I, I'm being facetious, but like... You know, I like that. That's kind of it's it's given us a new end to the storyline rather than just yeah, just just the one obvious thing, which is cool. Uh, because was, I, I I had a big old stupid grin on my face hmm. when I got to that last page and see Thon break out and just him mention Flashpoint. Like, do you know what it reminds oh, me of? Do you remember in Flashpoint when he showed up? It, it was the cliffhanger at the end of issue four, I think it was, just the second last issue when he finally showed up. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Look at what you did, Barry." Just look at what mm. you did. It just reminded me of that. Like him showing up and being like, yeah. oh, I remember this. I think what I love about him is he always has the, the power. He always has the knowledge. And he's he is that demon knowing things that, mm. that others don't. And that's what makes yep. him dangerous beyond just the speed. Yep. Yeah. No, that was fun. Uh, and I, like I say, I'd like to gloss over the early stuff of this year because I really liked, I thought Boomerang was a lot of fun. And then he, like, Boomerang has this thing, like a lot of the rogues do, where they're not actually that evil. So when he actually kind of chokes up, like, telling Wally about his dad, it's like, he, he can tell he cares enough and he's not a dick to, yeah. like, just, like, like, he cares that he's hurting this kid's feelings. He's not just throwing it out, which is nice. Yeah, yeah well, uh, and it makes me wonder about his own son, you know, because we had Captain Boomerang in Wally's run when John's had him, and he was the, the second one. So it just makes me wonder if that's still kind of continuity. Like he has a son yeah, that he's abandoned, and this, yeah, you know, it would play into this nicely, that. wouldn't it? That's the yeah. sort of thing they could just decide to do. Well, like, because if he has abandoned yeah. them, it's, like, it's not like they they had to have had him mention them before. So, right? Yeah. So it works. 
Uh, but I thought generally the, the art was still bugging me a little bit in the first half. I noticed it cha- like, I, I liked it because I liked the art in the last issue as well. But I did notice that when it got to uh, the emotional like demasking, it changed quite a bit at that point of the issue. Yeah. And obviously, uh, Gio Domenico's done some of the art. I think he just does the ending. He, he does the, the, the certainly the, the first page with just Wally and Barry after they run off. I'm sure it's him because it, it definitely changes there. Yeah, it does. As soon as it goes to changes to when it changes to nighttime, something in the art changes, yeah. and it's just it is completely different. But in that first part, while while I'm not as big a fan of it, the page I did really like is when Wally's going around with the boomerang. I really liked that it followed the boomerang's arc, and that that really yeah. gave it a sense of energy and momentum because you could follow it around through the through the boxes. Yeah, uh, pretty cool. Yeah, that was cool. So that's super fun and then emotional and then a really cool big end. And this was a great issue of Flash, I think. Yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. uh, that'll take us on to Batgirl issue nine. Hope Larson writing and Chris Wildgoose on art. This is the next part of the Son of Penguin storyline, and we have another app uh, that this these companies are pumping out. Uh- I can never go to Burnside. Ever. <laughs> Too many apps. I would go on a punching spree worthy of the Hulk. Honestly, do you know what my Just... favourite moment of this issue might be? It's actually when she goes to her, her library thing where she's like teaching the kids how to hack and the little girl's like showing, oh, I've got this dog app, it's uh, Doggo or whatever it's called and you do this and they explain, oh, it's data mining, they're, they're keeping track of where you go, what sort mm-hmm. of things you look into and all that sort of stuff and I love that she goes off, she stops talking and she goes and writes down a bit of paper and then holds it up and says, are they listening to us? It just, do you know what I feel like? It, it was like little Ron Swanson, just like, yeah. are they listening to us? <laughs> oh, yep. it was so much fun. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Uh, but no, so she she's helping out a friend who's having a having a fight over uh, adopting slash getting a kid uh, with with a partner, and she's uh, got a, a paper she's supposed to write, and she's having trouble struggling focusing. Meanwhile, she's still trying to look into Vic form where uh, Penguin's son is like sort of working out of, and she goes to like a masquerade ball with him briefly, and they have a little bit of a moment. Uh, but of course, the big thing is at the end of this room when she she goes during the masquerade ball. She's like, "Oh, no one's at his headquarters right now. I'm going to go and snoop." And we get these wonderfully comical bowler-hatted uh, henchmen attacking her. And she's like, "Wait, I know who these belong to." And then obviously the actual penguin, Oswald Cobblepot, the wonderful bastard that he is, is there. I kind of uh, wanted to be a hipster villain, like <laughs> not you, not you just wanted, I wanted to punch a hipster. Yeah, that's well. That, yeah. That's my mo yeah. for everything in life. After so, I do, I do appreciate the bowler hats. See, when that first bowler hat henchman shows up, I was like, oh, I'm kind yeah. of digging this. I'm do you digging- know what my one problem with it is? I wish they'd gone full James Bond and you know thrown the bowler hats and then been all like you know blades. <laughs> that's that's what this needed. Just to be, just to really he throws be a shoe. <laughs> we only got like three pages of them so far, so you may get uh, make it that next <laughs> issue. Might, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping so. Make it that next issue. Uh, are still good. Uh, that's well because well, he's not obviously um, Albuquerque. Albuquerque, thank you. Uh, well, he's yeah. not him. He, I think he's doing a good job. Again, the the facial expressions are really emotive, which is really nice. Yeah, I didn't notice any of that weird pop art backgrounds this issue. That's true. Yeah, there was there was none of that. Uh, and again, like I say, I, the the scene with the little girl was probably my favourite, but the, the, there was there was good stuff through. I I liked her doing her whole uh, trying to focus thing, especially when she starts imagining like Nightwing and uh, her other friends and stuff, like saying, "Ah, oh, what are you doing? Stop, yeah. stop, stop, stop paying attention to this. Go and do this." Mm. Uh, but 
Oh, no. Voice for Batgirl is doing pretty well. Mm. Uh, yeah. But no, I, I'm curious where this is leading. Like, what is other than that he wants to like take down Batgirl, and we, she she establishes that the whole dog app is like a just a ploy to try and keep track of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like, what, what is his end game actually? Is he just trying to take over the town? Is he is he wanting to be like a new crime boss, like his father is? Or like, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think he's gonna end up being like Penguin, being son of Penguin. But I definitely think it's a new because if he's data like... mining, that means he's getting information on everybody, and then he mm. can end up being like a broker, kind of like the calculator was. Yeah, you know? it feels a bit too much of an obsession with Batgirl in specific. Because if he was trying to, you know, like overthrow Penguin sort of thing, you know, become that level, he'd want to be. He'd be looking at the entire Bat yeah. family, especially Batman. But I wonder if that's this the was thing very focused if... on Burnside itself. If... Does he somehow? Maybe if it is personal to Batgirl, though, does he know that Barbara's Batgirl and this this whole try to date her as Barbara Gordon is this just all to mess with her head so that when eventually he reveals his plan? Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking because it feels like maybe maybe he's targeting Burnside as a way of getting getting to her specifically. It's not it's not all, oh, but but she's in my way of Burnside. It's he's come to Burnside for her. I wonder if this will end up yeah. being like Detective, where Penguin ends up being the enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Where he's like, yeah, that little yeah. shit's up to no good, Batgirl. Uh, kind of felt well, see, like what it could have been at the end of this, where he was like, come yeah. on, take a seat, let's let's talk the shit through. Maybe that, that'll yeah. be how the next one starts. That's what I'm thinking. If he can use this all this tech to track superheroes, then that gives an edge to the supervillains. Because you know where they are and where they're not. Mm. You know? Mm. And Penguin might have want to have a use for that, or he might not like that because... He likes the old ways where you can just buy people off, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Actually, another page I like this, when she's trying to concentrate and she's, like, doing the whole thing she did in the, the first start where she's going into her mind room and she's trying to, like, focus to do that. I like that we get, like, a panel of her normal, like, focusing and then the next panel you see the, the buzzing of her phone and then it's like, the, it's, like, the glass of the panel cracks in front of her. Oh, that was a really yeah, nice touch. Yeah. It's like she's oh, trying to like focus, and then it breaks her focus. It's, literally, it is literally breaking yeah. her concentration. Yeah, yeah. That was a nice moment. That was a nice way to show that cat uh, was jumping. Hence the screen shaking. Audio listeners don't care, but for the, no, for the visual, no, no, oh, oh, audio that. listeners do care about that. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. All right. Uh, that's Batgirl. Any final thoughts before we? No, no it's solid. Yeah, yeah, it's solid. I'm still enjoying it. So, uh, next up, Teen Titans issue six. Benjamin Percy writing and Koi Fam on the art. This is the start of a new arc, the Rise of Aqualad. I had a lot of fun with this issue. The Aqualad stuff is there, and it's it's, it's good. It introduces him, uh, it establishes that he's gay. I thought it was really interesting that his his uh, I guess ex boyfriend now uh, is more freaked out by him having powers and has then is almost like uh, phobic about that. When he's when he's a gay guy, like who who's too scared to commit to his father? I thought that was an interesting little mm-hmm. uh, swerve on that. Uh, but he's basically wanting to do more with his life. He wants to do more with his powers, and he comes to Titans Tower at the end of the issue. But the bulk of the issue, though, is that in the water in San Francisco, around San Francisco, where the Titans Tower is. By the way, I love that they're the West Coast Titans. I, I, I think that's kind of funny, yeah. as opposed mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to the other ones being in Manhattan. Uh, but there's people. People dying in the water and fish dying in the water. Things are dying in the water. And it's on the news of shark attacks. And it turns out at the end of the issue that it's King Shark who's in the water. 
which I, I think is super fun. But mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think the biggest thing, though, is that, again, it's the characters and their banter. It's uh, Beast Boy like trying to make vegan food and the rest of them all rejecting it and Wally going to get pizza. It's him arranging a news interview so that he can show this reporter around the building. And it's yeah, Beast Boy's such a, like, I don't want to say a prick because he's not a jerk about things, but he's so just forceful. Like, in oh, a way yeah. that Damien's not. Like, they're great, like, counterparts Pushy. to each other. It's funny. I, yeah. I, I think what makes this show work, though, is the way he describes all the, the other Titans, the way, the way he describes, yeah. uh, you know, like, he describes Damien as, uh, what's the word he uses? It's, I don't have an issue in front of me. Yeah, it's 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 like oh, like he's oh, I can't remember the word, but it was basically yeah, he, he he's annoyed he's at everything. Testing. Yeah, yeah. And I love how he's playing a video game. He's playing Cheese Viking when when they come yeah. in. But he, he he goes around and he, he's describing all of them. He, he describes Starfire. He describes Raven. Oh, Ra- Raven's not very. Or Raven's super friendly, and it it's like Raven's bang, like get out, and she bangs the Leave door. Leave me alone. Yeah. yeah. And then I love that uh, Starfire too. He's like, and this smoking hot babe is Starfire, and mm. she's like, wait, smoking's bad, and especially for babies. I don't understand what you're saying. Yeah. Like, it was just... I, I thought that Percy's dialogue for all the Titans was good. The Aqualad stuff was a little... It felt off, and just, like... I don't want to say out of character, because it's a new take on the character, but it was just mm. so... Like, the dialogue was kind of stilted, and, it like, was, with, it, it between was... him and his mom... Which it, is weird. It was definitely a little bit more on the nose. I think that's maybe just down to trying to introduce all the key points of who he is yeah. in, a, in a couple of scenes before he cut. Because he comes to the Titans at the end of the issue. Maybe if he'd spread it out over yeah. a couple of issues. But then again, then, yeah. we, then we get to like the second issue of him being on his own with his own things and be like, why are we still doing this? Like, Whereas here at the yeah. end, he arrives at the tower and it's like, okay, but now we can interact. Because I mean, ultimately, what we've seen of him here, this is his backstory, this is his motivation. Yeah. But now that he's with... Presumably going to be with the team in the next issue. We can see yeah. uh, how he inter- interacts with them. And I, I think the interaction yeah, saw, is a big thing. We saw he can waterbend and he kind of can't really control it as much. Mm. So that's cool. And he's from New Mexico where there's no ocean around and that seems deliberate. Mom doesn't want to talk about the dad. So, like, everything is just, it's there. I just see in the dialogue. Was well, just... would you want to talk about your Atlantean one night stand? No. I don't know. She might want to brag about it every so often. <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, but uh, no, it was, it was really fun. Uh, the, the, all, all the stuff with uh, Beast Boy showing them around, and then of course at the end they, they want to go out and investigate, and uh, they they take out a boat that Kid Flash is driving, and Beast Boy's in the water, and he's he's like, right, Beast Boy, we're just up here. Where if, if something comes for you, we're just here. He's like, ah, up in your dry boat, and. Uh, it's at the end mm-hmm. of the show when he jumps back up and like King Shark's chasing him, and that's when they all realise it. Uh, mm-hmm. Other favourite part, of course, is when it's when the reporter arrives. We don't know it's a reporter. We just hear the alarms go off. It's like the system defences are all engaging because Damien's, you know, obviously got the place like mm-hmm. covered in missiles and stuff. Because of course he does. Of course he does. Because you see all the, the big missile silos come up and like start pointing at things. Joe, you know that that reminds me of a lot. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Teen Titans Go. No, no. no. It plays as a as a little comedy thing and in that uh, robin I'm, I'm pretty sure it's tim maybe mm. i can't remember but uh he's super paranoid and, and over the top and really vigorous in everything and the defenses like that go off over the top for the smallest thing it'll be yeah. like a fly and and like six yeah. guns will come out of the, uh, the side of the tower 
Yeah, so he, so Damien goes out of character. He's like, Titans, go! And he, he chases out with them all behind him and it just turns out to be a reporter. And uh, Beast Boy's like, oh yeah, I forgot I arranged that for today. Uh, so, super amusing. Yeah. Uh, well, then also, Beast Boy's responsibility for wanting to find her because she mm. was there because of him. I like that too. So, as much of a pushy prick he can be, yeah, cause the reporter, he still is a hero. Yeah, the reporter gets shark attacked uh, right. uh, on her way home or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh also, a couple of small points. They did set up, and I could have guessed this, but they don't actually know that he's Bruce Wayne's son uh, because they don't know right. his last name. Because someone says to him, why do you keep using our, our superhero names even when we're just us? And he's like, because I'm professional. And then they ask, well, wait a minute, what is your last name anyway, Damien? And it's like, oh, yeah, you can't tell them that. Cause then, Do you know what? Yeah. That, that's another beat from Teen Titans Go where he always just goes by Robin, no matter what. Mm. Mm. There you go. Oh, no, that's super fun. Uh, I, I think Teen Titans is really bright and colourful and the characters are all very poppy. Yeah. Uh, and I always look forward to reading it. It's always a nice, breezy, enjoyable read. Mm. Uh, it's mm. per- It's perfect for... It's, it's kind of like... I, I'm not just saying this because they're both teen sort of characters, but like Super Sons kind of feels like... Uh, that, that and this go perfect together. It's like in two different weeks, like you, you want those spread out because they, they kind of yeah. fill the same void on their respective weeks. Yeah, so it's a little bit. Uh, well, that's 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 Teen Titans. Uh, that'll take us on to Batman Beyond issue six, written by Dan Jurgens and art by Bernard Chang. And this is the start of a new arc. Uh, we have uh, uh, the League of Assassins are actually in this one uh, in the future, and they're just ch- chasing after someone, as well as although most of the issue is mainly Dana and Terry kind of like going over the whole thing because Bruce is back in the cave and Bruce is like kind of grumpy that things have changed but he's pretending <laughs> not to grumpy be grumpy Bruce. Yeah. it's so great and Danny's like oh this is weird I'm in the back cave I'm going to go you've got all this stuff to do uh, I need to process you being Batman I just found out you're alive and also Batman uh, that's kind of weird and he goes off and we get this great thing where it's them like d- discussing everything on a rooftop and he's like no I want to be like, I was so devoted to Batman, and Bruce taught me to do it his way, where it was Batman and nothing else. I couldn't tell anyone. I had to go it alone. Whereas now I've told all the people that are important to me, and I, I want to make time for me, time for Terry. And they, they almost kiss him. That's when uh, Commissioner Barbara Gordon uh, just gets the bat signal on when the assassins are attacking them. And they see the signal, and she's like, oh, I guess you have to go. And he's like, no, I don't. Uh, I'll go in my time. So it's... Don't, don't mind the fact that the League of Assassins in Curare... Are are a, well. So the League of Assassins is chasing Kirare, who goes to Commissioner Gordon for help because she knows they need Batman. Yeah. And and they're having this fight, and Kirare is saving Barbara, and they can't get the bat signal plugged in. Which I thought, you know, you would think that it's always plugged in. It's because you know? he's been dead, like, Matt. Uh, to be fair, it's because he's been dead. I understand that, but knowing what I know about big devices like that, they have a a cable that goes into the, ah, the, sure. the grid, you know, it, but because they had a cover over it as well. It was like covered with a big tarp. Yeah, and that's all you would need is the tarp and shut it off. And, but yeah, uh, there's no need to go and manually unplug the thing. Is there? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's not an iPhone charger. Hey, so maybe in the future it is. Hey, some people are really anal and unplug everything. Like yeah. at the end of the day, like every single device gets unplugged from the wall. It's, yeah. you know, some people are really anal about it. I can say, maybe just, just, just hit the main switch. Yeah. The police department may just be really, well, maybe that's all it is. Well, again, it, it's the future. It's different, yeah. you know. But, 
but yeah, I just I love that whole setup that as as Terry's having this conversation with Dana, his biggest ally needs help and he's not going to be there because of personal reasons. I, I like to develop. I like to. Well, he doesn't know what's going on though. He doesn't know what the issue no, is. No, 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 no. Of course not. Yeah. But this is kind of that that scene from you know all those detective movies. They picked a hell of a day to quit smoking. You know, mm. this is I yeah. picked a hell of a day to stop being Batman for the night. I really like it because the scene with him and Dana is really, it feels really heartfelt and it feels in character. It feels real. Like, it and, feels like a real conversation that a couple would have. And it's it's intercut with all the action on the police rooftop as they're fighting off the mm-hmm. league. And you know that they're just about to get that signal on. They're trying their hardest to get that signal on while they're fighting with people. And they eventually get it on and you see it light up between them and you see him look off to the side and she's like, oh, you have to go. And it almost says that like she's understanding. Like, I accept that yeah. you have to go. Like there's something going down. And he, because he wants to make a, a promise that, no, that's not all my life is. I can do this as well. That can wait. And it's like, oh, but look, Babs and Kurari are kind of messed up on the roof right now. <laughs> they kind of need yeah. you. Uh, yeah. A small point, uh, Bruce mentions that the prototype suit that he's currently using uh, is, a pro- dangerous. Is, a, is dangerous. It's a prototype. <laughs> and if he doesn't know how to use it properly, it could end up killing him. So we'll see how, how that comes into play. Yeah, that was a nice little wrinkle. Like, uh, but Bruce knows that the Joker is around, it's around from yeah. the last arc and uh, we, we hear that the police talking about how uh, so he was beat by a crowbar it had to be someone he trusted right yeah. someone close yeah so that, that, yeah. Was, that was interesting also Bruce and Matt interacting is just great oh yeah just, just cause... it's almost like Bruce, it's, it's like you know present day like mainline DC Bruce like, yeah. interacting with John say and he's asking yeah. all these questions, and he's being like, uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I like. I enjoy the company of kids. Just tone it down. It's kind of like Schwarzenegger at the beginning of Kindergarten Cop, you know, where he's kind of like, "Ugh, kids." I'm glad you're dealing with them. And then he gets pushed into it. So, yeah, no, so I think I've been surprised with Batman Beyond and how much I how much I'm enjoying it. Yep. I kind of went into it like I started rebirth thinking oh it's kind of well, that's why it's, that's why I asked this week if you're planning on, on covering it because you did say you're going to get to the end of the first arc and then maybe yeah. trade weight it so you know but no I mean I'm glad I read this issue it was, it was yeah. super fun it's good. Uh, so no uh, I mean like I say it's an easier one to trade weight because it isn't connected to the rest of the universe so you don't feel like you're missing out on like proper no. parts of the world if you are skipping it uh, yep. But if you do want some Batman Beyond stories, I think it's uh, well worth uh, checking out, mm-hmm. whether it is single issues or trade. So, uh, anyway, that'll take us on to Deathstroke number fifteen. Christopher Priest writing and Carlo Pugilane on art. Who read this? We're talking about Deathstroke. Sorry, I had, I had to check my phone. Jesus, yeah, man. I, I, how unprofessional! How unprofessional is this? Uh, I didn't. This was one of the couple of books I didn't get around to reading this week. Yeah, it's first. Well, no, I so just a disclaimer. I'm not being unprofessional. My cat's at the vet, getting you know shots and and a haircut. Oh, I was just giving I'm you the sh- primary phone number. I was I just know, giving you so, shit, Matt. I'm not being okay. serious. Sure. No, I, I did read Deathstroke, so um, <laughs> at least someone did. Yes. Hey, Matt. Well, if it, if anyone here can respect caring about your cat, it it's yeah. me. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think yeah. you should just leave it, leave it to fend for herself, but whatever. <laughs> well, it's a cat. They, they do that anyways. Exactly. So it'll be so, fine. So anyways, yeah, I read I read Deathstroke. Um, 
and the story's starting to come together again, although I say that every time. I yeah. think it's just Priest's way of seeding things. How many times and can so, one story come together, I wonder? Well, no, well, this is what it is. He does this, where he seeds yeah. new things and then yep. brings other things together in the same issue. So it always feels mm. like there's something coming together, but in every yeah. issue there's something new set up as well. Yeah, so we left off on the last issue that that uh, Eddie Anne and Deathstroke are in a relationship, and Deathstroke is blind, and he's the worst father ever. And it left him with the new Power Girl, but I still can't remember her name, but I'm just going to keep calling her the new Power Girl while all this is going. And uh, they bring in Dr. Villain, or uh, Wilhain, as they, you know, because he's French, you have to pronounce it that way. And he's, you know, shocked that the new Power Girl is only 16 and a half and is administering all of these medical tests. And she's like, yeah, but you're a doctor. He's like, I'm a geneticist. It's a little bit different. And so they, they come to find out that the reason that Deathstroke's gone blind is he was already having vision problems. And that was his healing factor was keeping it in check. Well, when he was in the nuclear reactor with Raptor uh, and his eyes were not protected, the, um, the radiation in the reactor kind of shut off his healing factor. And his eye vision or his eye problems jump-started with his physiology. So the healing factor wasn't working. There wasn't anything really to heal. So he went blind. So um, he ends up working with Power Girl. And she gives him the sunglasses that kind of allows him to see, kind of via sonar, kind of. Um, so he's kind of like Daredevil. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a, a Daredevil knockoff. And she she ends up having this retired police dog. Then there's a, a bit of tension between Deathstroke and the dog. Because the dog doesn't trust him. As well, you shouldn't. Nobody should trust Deathstroke. Um, bit of tension between but, him and the dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is, and, and it's played for last because the dog's growling at him. And he can't see. And so he doesn't know what kind of dog it is. I just ima- can imagine him snarling back. Yeah, right. Well, he's like, he tells her... Uh, Lose, basically silence the dog or lose the dog. So he's like he's willing to to you know just end this dog for growling at him. At the same time, you have uh, Joey dealing with his problems and kind of freaking out that he killed Doctor Icon, and mm. so he's trying to put that together. Rose calls him, and you know they're doing the brother sister thing and talking about the wedding, and she's like, "Yo, I don't trust your." your wife-to-be. There's something that's off about her. And I think she's working for your mom. And he's like, oh, no, that could never happen. If anything, she's working with my dad. And so it kind of plays into that. The Joey's picking up on these things. Like, he's not just a fool, but we don't know what her motivations exactly are at this point in time. But Power Girl and Deathstroke end up at this, this event that they're supposed to go to where she's going to meet a congresswoman turns out there's a hit on her another assassins there deathstroke uh ends up being able to you know kind of neutralize him but the assassins pissed off that deathstroke's there because it's a violation of their like assassins rules like deathstroke wasn't supposed to be in this place in time and he can't swoop in and get the kill but deathstroke's just there to attend and when this this assassin who's known as the most dangerous man uh, shows up and makes this grand entrance. Deathstroke's there, 
as this new hero called Twilight with the dog. And so that's where the, the name of the arc comes from. That's where the name of the dog is that throughout the whole issue, Power Girl's like, yeah, you're a hero. You just don't know it. And he's like, no, nah, hero villains, that's, that's a fake thing. And she's like, no, I think you're a superhero. So here's your costume. He's like, it's a uniform. And it's just him grumpy dealing with the 16-year-old. So at the end, we get him and the dog as this hero team taking out this assassin uh, for the next issue. But the real interesting stuff was the Joey and Rose. And Rose is getting ready to join back up and leave her family. Oh, she's finally coming home. Yep. And the guy that wants her protection wants to marry her so Slade won't kill him for putting the hit out on him or ratting on him wants to go with. He's like, no, you have to stay here. So I almost would want just a whole arc of just Rose and seeing what, what she does after mm. this. But, but yeah, that's, that's where stuff starts to come together. So you start getting the, Oh, you're a hero thing. And then at the end he's masquerading as a hero, but yeah, glad I'm still reading this one. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. We, we didn't mention in the news, but it looks like this is shipping down to, to once monthly instead of twice. Yeah, yeah, that's might make point. it easier to keep track of if that's the thing. Yeah, too. that's happened with Cyborg. Um, they've not made an official announcement though. It's just in the June solicits, it's just one issue. So yeah, I think that's how it happened with Cyborg, though, isn't it? It is, yeah. So obviously we could get, but it did happen one month with uh, I think Harley only had like one one month, and I, I think maybe Suicide. So it, it could go back to two. So yeah, the, it could be just catching up. Yeah. But, so there's precedent for both. There's precedent for it just going single. There's precedent for it going back to double after. It's, it's one of those off. weird books where it's clearly selling enough that it's kept. It, it can't be selling that badly because it's kept double shipping up for what nine months yeah. by that yeah. point. Well, and and the Chicago issue put a spotlight on it. I know that was pretty high selling. Like they made yeah. a big deal to push that. Mm. So, but, but I at mean, at the same time, it's not like a an amazing seller. But if it went down to once monthly, yeah, I think you'd they buy could it. see go. Yeah. yeah. It might actually help it. So it might, yeah. I mean, maybe maybe they want priest on another book that's coming up. Maybe so it's like okay, we'll put this as one yeah. a month, and we can do one a month of another book. That's a single. Oh, I really book. hope so. That'd so be nice. it's going to one a month. Is that during the Lazarus contract? No, monthly uh, after. After okay, so yeah, maybe whatever happens in Lazarus doesn't need you know they don't need it to double ship anymore. Maybe they're freeing that spot for something else. Maybe like Titans or Teen Titans to double ship. You know. Uh, not in June, but I, I would say I wouldn't no. say no to either of those double shipping. Honestly, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm fun. That, Titans feels like it should be, and not, not to go on a jag, but just it does. That's one book I feel I so. that should be double shipping. Deathstroke yeah. doesn't need it, you know. I think that's just a case of Abner being busy because obviously Aquaman that does yeah. double ship. Oh, swap put Aquaman well, on one a month and put I mean, like, no, I'd, I'd also make that call every time. Yeah, but. So. Aquaman as as a single solitary hero technically is yeah. higher ranked than the Titans. I, suppose. I, I get it. I get it. Uh, I, I might try and give Aquaman another chance actually because Cedric's going to start doing the art come June and his art is pretty spectacular. So I'm, I'm I'll give it a try. I'll maybe read the the, the trade of the like, whatever arc we gave up on and see if it was better in binge form. Oh, well, you let us know. Yeah, like, like his art is great, and I'd love to read it, but not at the. Exp- I couldn't get through the story. I just, I was just bored. And until the seven seas starts, I'm, I'm checked yeah. out. I'm, ho- I'm, ho- I'm just hoping it reads better in bulk, and it might. I don't know because some, yeah. some books do. But uh, no, so there you go. That's that's Deathstroke. That'll take us on to Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps, number seventeen. Robert Vendetti writing and Ethan Van Skyver on art. 
Connor is the sole survivor of this book, so take it away. Hey, it's been better in general, you know. It's been pretty good. This is mostly dealing with the aftermath of the last issue with uh, Guy kind of being very beat up and Arkelo being taken to the cells with the other renegade yellows. Uh, and Guy talks about his logic was basically uh, prison rules where you go in, you beat up the, the, the toughest guy there and prove that, no, you, you, you follow my commands here. And 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 that's basically it. it's it's his way of putting all the yellows in line. Going, it's... look, I I can take out your boss with that's... my bare hands. That is the most guy gardener thing you can it do. Does, it does sound like <laughs> guy. It sounds very guy. <laughs> I love it. It is, and I, I really appreciated that. And um, he he gets given he knocked out one of Arklo's teeth, one of the big fangs, and he gets yeah. given that as a trophy when he gets when he wakes up. But um, he goes and visits him in the cell, and he gives it him back, and he goes, look, I'm sure Saranet can reattach this, so here you go. And uh, he goes, I'm looking forward to working with you. Because obviously the, that's the kind of thing at the minute where they're all teaming up, and he goes, all right, now now that I've commanded your respect, essentially, he thinks that Arklo will be like, fine, I'll grudgingly accept this and, and work with you. And once he follows, all the other yellows that are holding out will as well, is his logic. Which is... Uh, 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 that was pretty enjoyable. I, I'm, I'm digging the guy stuff here, hmm. and uh, there's a, there's a good bit of banter where they're all in, he's like in like a, a hospital bed basically, and and all the Earth Lanterns are there, the, the other three, and obviously John's the leader of the core now, so he's kind of giving him a bit of a lecture, and Hal's like, yeah, if he starts going off on you, just pretend to fall asleep, it'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's it's kind of fun in that sense. There's a it's really nice having all the lanterns together again and just having banter, because I think that's what like before this run, uh, Venditti stuff suffered from most is when Hal was just off on his own and Hal is obviously the weakest part of of his entire cast. Yeah. So that's that was why well, that was the weakest part. Here's a question though. So the front cover of this book has Kale. Yes. Uh, and his yes, Green Lantern I was, uniform. I was just about to so, get to that. I'm deeply curious as to this. Yeah, so that stuff with Guy takes up most of the, the front half of the issue. And then the back half is this. So the the Guardians call up Kyle up to up to their little plat, floating platform that they've got above Mogo. And St. Walker's there. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're like, okay, we want you to do something. And uh, Kyle has a bit of a chat with Hal. And they talk about how he's the only person to ever master all the emotions and become the the White Lantern. He's the only one ever. And Hal says it's because he can create, and it's really hinting that he can create life or at least another core or something. And and Hal's talking about how he uh, he thinks Kyle is the greatest Lantern of all because even though he as he is the best Green and he can do things that that no one else can do in the way he's connected to the willpower, Kyle can do things that no one can do. With all of them. So he gets up there and the Guardians are like, right, we're going to do this thing with St. Walker and you're here and we're going to do this this resurrection. That's what they call it. And they touch and there's this white lightning that comes out of Kyle and it spreads into this uh, off Mogo. You see it shoot into space, this massive just white lightning bolt. And then something goes wrong, seemingly. It just stops. It shorts out. And, and Kyle's just there on the floor his white uniform is just gone. And this is where we get a tease of things in the the rest of the universe. So we've got one bit of 
the Redlands, you've got just them raging because that's what they that's do. That's what they do. Yeah, yeah red, exactly. Red rages, yes. Yeah. But then it gets more interesting. So you have one of Flash, and he just says, something's not right. So seeing as this was talking about resurrection, I wonder if this plays into the ending of the issue of Flash that we just had. Are you thinking this is to do with Eobard? I am wondering. I, I am wondering because it's very... There's only three panels of this bit. We'll, we'll get to the third one in a second. But there's only three panels here. The red's kind of, okay, that makes sense to, to you know, have that stuff in there. But Flash, it's very specific timing, this, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, but I don't know. That, that, that page... Because you, you let us know about this before. Yeah. With the flash, there's blue and hope all over it. Well, yeah, I, I wonder if that was just a nod to his... Yeah, his blue ring. Blue ring. Yeah. Uh, time and Black yeah. Knight. I could see yeah. that. But, I mean, with with the stuff with Eobar talking about, you know, remembering Flashpoint, how sort of he died in Flashpoint. Right. I wonder if this is a not quite a literal resurrection, but a resurrection of that personality. A resurrection of those memories. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not too sure, but we'll, we'll see where that goes. And the third one is, I think it's the first time this book has overtly played into Rebirth. We see Mr. Oz watching, presumably this, because uh, we see Kyle there on, on, on one of his monitors. And uh, he just says, so many questions. Like, this is beyond even him, is what it looks like. Hmm. Which is very interesting. Yes. Yeah. But then... Uh, after all that, his ring, white ring, splits into the seven original rings, and they fly off to find replacements. But the green ring comes back to him, and he becomes just a, a Green Lantern again, which obviously you knew was going. It was on the front cover, but well, that's good. Yeah, yeah, this is cool. I like Kyle. I mean, he's still my least favorite of the lanterns of of those four, but whatever. Ah, uh, better than Guy. <laughs> No. Come on. Guy follows prison rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Well, it's a good job I know what Matt respects. If I ever have to go in and fight with him. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like you find the biggest guy, you take him out, nobody messes with you. I get it. Like Yeah, it's it's it works, doesn't it? Yeah. And I get why people don't like Guy, but like we have six great well six. We have five really great human lanterns. And I feel like Hal, who used to be my favorite, has taken a a turn yeah. for the worse. So, you know, and, you, uh, you can uh, make an argument for any of the Earth ones. You the, know, the thing with Guy him. is is when he's like this, he's just a lot of fun to read. Yeah. It's very enjoyable, and it's hard not to to have fun with that. Yep. So it it makes it a really nice read when it, when he's there doing this stuff. Where's my Kilowog on going? That's what I want to know. Oh, uh, you're a Wog guy, huh? <laughs> he's not my favorite. He's, he's, he's training up some of the some of the rookie yellows, getting them up to scratch. You got to get those poozers in line. Exactly. Hey, I, I, that's actually not a bad idea for a book. You do like a school book where he's training these yellow lanterns, and you call it Kilowog and the Sinestro Corps. Do you know what I'd actually love is a a, a spin off series of like every issue, or even if, if you do an arc, you pick a different team. Hmm. Like, like what I, what Green Lantern Corps could be really. And yeah, focus we'll see. On, that was partnership. When when Tomasi was writing it, that was kind of where it was before he took over. 
Yeah. It, but it was just around Guy. It was kind of Guy's book, and it was different elements of the core. And I liked it a lot. And then Tomasi got his hands on it, and I liked it even more. But, yeah, I could definitely see that. Just a GLC book that did that. Yeah, and in this case, each, each arc or each issue, focus on one green and one yellow pairing and go, right, this is their whatever mission they're on. It doesn't have to be a big, massive missions, yeah. but just have fun with that. Yeah, it could almost not even need to have its own kind of like long form, like ongoing story. They could all be no, like, kind of like anthologies. Yeah, yeah. You've, you've got your other Green Lantern books. You can use them to do your big long yeah. things mm. and whatnot. There you go. Yeah, but that's the uh, that's the last book. That's uh, we we got through it. So that's uh, all this week's books. That leads us on to picking our favorite stuff of the week, and that is panel art cover and our top five books. So let's start with panel, as we always do. Uh, I, I, I was conflicted between two choices here. Uh, I was tempted by the, the crime square sort of, uh, you know, bright lights backgrounds of mm-hmm. Detective. However, I'm actually going with Batgirl. I just want the panel of the little girl holding up the bit of paper that says, are they listening to us? Because it really made me laugh. I laughed out loud. And I don't often laugh out loud at a comic. Something, you know, they'll make me smile, I'll be amused. But that made me laugh out loud. So mm-hmm. that, that gets it for the humour this week. Connor, what's your favourite panel of the week? Uh, mine is the the showdown between Cass and Shiva with the the white background, with all the Shiva moves. just wailing on it. All the moves, yeah. Technically, still one panel, and nothing splits them up. That is true. Yeah. That is true. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I know we stretch it all the time, anyway. But you, this yeah, time, I'm sticking yeah. sticking to the definition. Do you, know, do you know what it looks like though? It reminds me of like uh, like an old versions of like Windows when you'd have like clip art pop up. You just have all the clip mm. art things. It looks like a bunch of clip art options, <laughs> almost. It, it does, uh, yeah. All different moves. But I, I just love that whole sequence of, of what it is and, and how it looks and the way it plays in where it is in the book. And It's like this break and everything just focuses in on this. Yeah. Matt? So mine, mine is Superman Reborn, where that is he is reborn with Lois and John is so stoked his parents are back. Are we uh, talking about the the splash page where he gets the new suit, or before then when he? Yep, the, okay. the splash page where he gets the new suit. And you see them, and they're flying back, you know, from Mixie's. Why well, am I not surprised Matt picked this? No, oh, it's, I'm so shocked. It's easy, I know. It's a good moment. I get I get Superman back properly. He'll be back in Metropolis soon. Doing what needs to be done, you know. Yeah. yeah. All right, uh, best cover, uh, Connor. What's your best cover of the week? Action Comics. This is an easy one. I've been waiting the whole crossover just for this <laughs> for this issue to, to, to take the, the best cover because <laughs> look at it. All right, Matt. <laughs> this one was hard because this week is, you know, kind of difficult, but I like I really like The Flash where it looks like uh, Boomerang is getting ready to give a torture rack to, yeah, to old Flasher. He's, he's got, yeah, he's got Flash up in, across his shoulders sort of. Yeah back down yeah, yeah. Uh, I actually again I, I was kind of the same boat as Matt I thought they were all decent covers this week but nothing was like yeah. sticking out to me as oh that is definitely my pick I sailed on Batgirl actually though uh, I, I like her sneaking one. in at night and it's like you know creepy and like penguins like there behind Looking her down on it yeah. yeah it's just a fun fun image it's not it's not the best cover ever but I think for me this yeah. week it takes the it takes the victory uh, so best art of the week Matt you can start us on this one uh, I'm gonna go with Wonder Woman just based off of the stuff with with Ferdinand, and then at the end, the shock of, of her getting taken out by the sniper, and everything else through there with Dr. Cyber 
and her expressions and some of the stuff she turns into. I just it's a whole lot of fun. It's hard to fault picking Liam Sharp. I'm not going to do it this well this week myself, but yeah. it's hard to fault that choice because he yeah. is. Oh, he's, he, I mean, he's won it for me a few times at this point. I'm yeah. sure. Uh, I'm actually. I'm. I was a little conflicted. Uh, I, I I was really tempted to go with Teen Titans. I I love the the art style on that. I think Koi Fam's done a great job at making a really fun oh. poppy book. Uh, but I think I'm actually going to go with action on this one. I think Doug Man Cave. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of great stuff. Uh, John's. Uh, fear and then happiness and you know obviously that page where they're, they're, they're flying back and he's like you saved today Superboy you lead the way stuff like uh, all, all great stuff and Mixie's facial expressions of course as well oh, uh, yeah. so, so manic and childlike it's good yeah. stuff so I'm going with action on that Connor uh, I'll be going with Hal Jordan Green Lantern Court I think Fad Skyver kills it uh, we, we all know he can do action sequences fantastically because that's no yeah. surprise. But in this one, he really nails all the small little beats of the banter and the the, the just the facial movements and stuff. And and it impressed me. I didn't know he could do it quite that well. Cool. I'll take us out of top five. Before we actually get to the top five, I do want to just cover up some things from last week because we were debating, especially once Matt had left. Uh, Matt did indeed pick the same book as us. So uh, was it Nightwing last week we all picked? Yeah. Yeah. So Nightwing was unanimous but it was the second unanimous because as connor did correctly say uh, matt actually did change his pick on that week with deathstroke Mm -hmm. 11 so we've had two unanimous picks this year so far deathstroke 11 and nightwing 19 (laughs) i have to think about that (laughs) 19 Uh, so we've had two unanimous picks in 2017 in three months which is still pretty slim we were doing it more often than that last year so i feel like when we get to the end of the year and we have a list of unanimous, it'll be a nice short... You know, oh, I, I, I think it's safe to say at this point there'll be less than 10. Probably. I mean, unless... I mean, mm-hmm. things could really start syncing up later. Who it knows? Could. But especially as we get more events and big things happening that are maybe more, you know, obvious mm-hmm. picks. But Yeah. All right, top fives. Uh, Matt, top five books of the week. So, number one for me this week is Action Comics with the rebirth... Or the re- reborning... I don't want to say rebirth, but Superman. Everything's set back to where it should be. Uh, number two is Wonder Woman. Fantastic. Three is Detective. Four is Deathstroke. And five's Batgirl. I don't even think the bookies were taking bets on match number one. Now. <laughs> they were just refusing. It was we're, such an obvious one. I was like, we're not losing money on that. Yeah, we're, we're turning that down at the door. No, we're accepting bets on Action Comics well, being that, match number one. That, that's Roman Reigns going over at WrestleMania odds right there you don't bet against it i love how matt like once a week they'll drop a wrestling reference just to confuse Carl. i have to i, I think he, he does it just so he knows that i have to sit here with a blank face and can't react so well, like, yeah, it's sure. not that yeah I, I get that the, the amount of time i spend between watching wrestling and listening to wrestling podcasts during the week it just bleeds in and especially right now it's it's the big time so mm. connor what's your top five of the week well, I'm going to start by saying, sorry, Matt, this is not going to be a unanimous one for, for action. because uh, Ginger Menace. <laughs> as, as we talked about, it was a great issue, but it didn't do anything to blow me away because it was what we expected. So first is Detective. But action will be second. Third will be Wonder Woman. Fourth, mm. Batgirl. And fifth, Hal Jordan. Cool. Uh, unfortunately, Matt, it's not even going to be two for action because I'm going detective number one. Uh, well. I expected that out of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I'm not upset. Wait, why, why, am I, why am I expecting Detective and he's not? Because because you brought up the cast stuff. I oh, know okay. you're a real big fan of All Cassie right. Kane and Shiva. So oh, to, crime, to, be, to be fair, I only, read the first, I only read the first Cassie trade uh, a couple of weeks ago now. But I, I did like it a lot. Yeah, it was but, really good. But you were big on her since Tinian added her to... Oh, yeah, sure, sure. She's, she's been great type. since the start of this run. Like All her stuff with... Uh, Oh, I've sent up her secret weapon, and the elevator just opened, and it was her. Like, yeah. I think that yeah. was the issue where Tim, you know, quote unquote, died at the end. I think that was that issue. Yeah. Uh, but that, all that stuff's great. Um, but yeah, now Detective Number One. Uh, it just it feels like the stakes are really rising, and because of that, it's hard not to get really invested. Uh, number two. Yeah, probably action. Uh, I'm gonna go Flash at number three, Wonder Woman at number four, and Teen Titans at number five. Uh, hard to fault this week though because that, that just leaves Batgirl and Batman Beyond off for me and I'm both enjoying both yeah. of those as well so yeah it was a real it, you know it's a solid week when me and Matt I don't think either of us had Flash in our top fives and that was yeah. a, no, a very good that's issue an, yeah 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 it's just this is what Rebirth's been doing and I say this like at least once a month where everything's solid like some stuff rises to the top more than others but it's it feels good to be reading this much DC yeah I feel weird not having background on my top five, but no, it just got slightly, slightly outclassed <laughs> for me. With uh, I think I think Flash just slightly uh, nudged it, but nah, uh, I, I think I'm just excited by Thon. I'm just excited by Reverse Flash at the end. I think that's what that is. Yeah. Just, just that core yeah. excitement. Um, so yeah, that's all our favourite stuff of the week. That leads me to tell you what's coming on next week's show. This is a short list, so don't worry about it. Uh, yeah. So we have Batgirl Annual Issue 1, we have The Titans Annual Issue 1, and we have Justice League of America Issue 3. So we have three books next week. So there'll be a bit of extra time for talking about other stuff and uh, rambling on and uh, maybe getting to some questions and that kind of thing. Uh, I'm looking forward to the Batgirl Annual, though, because that's uh, Batgirl and Supergirl teaming up. Uh, Taking off the Legion story. Uh, yeah, which leads into the Supergirl. Yeah, it leads into the Supergirl arc, Yeah, where they're going to be trapped in the Phantom Zone together. Oh, so good. Yeah. I was going to say, it should give us a, a nice taste of what to expect from that. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And Titans is them working with their mentors, which should be cool. So, no, it should be a fun week next week. Oh, um, I hope Nightwing works with Superman. I just, that would be so great. Wait, why is, why is Superman there? He's not, there's not a Superman Superman's equivalent of the team. Yeah. It's all of the direct, like, it's, you get Nightwing, so Batman's I there. You got Flash. I was making a... I know that, but I was making that Superman is just as much as Dick Grace's mentor as Bruce. So, I was making a Batman dig. Oh, it fell flat. I'm sorry, Matt. I didn't get it. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> I thought you were just being hopeful. No. Oh, well. Uh, so, that should be fun. Uh, I, I don't want to dwell on it, uh, but I did want to just mention there was a Justice League trailer today. Now, we're not going to talk about it because neither, none of us have watched it yet. <laughs> <laughs> I figured I you two would have. No, neither of us give a shit enough to actually watch it. Do you know, yeah. I, I I did see a couple of the you know, they were doing those like fifteen second like, character teases the last couple of days. I'd seen a couple of them on Twitter. Uh, but... I hate I hate everything I've seen. Ugh, I just hate it. I hate that as, flash as outfit a, so much. I hate it as, so much. As a Superman fan, it it really pisses me off that he's not part of any of the marketing. No. Well, well, this was the thing. You know, they revealed like a different part of the big poster, like each day with each character, right? And they revealed the full thing with five characters on it. There's five characters on the main poster for the first ever live action Justice League movie. One of them is Cyborg, and none of them yeah. are Superman or Green Lantern. 
Do you know what? Just strong. I'm, I'm at a point where I can live with Cyborg being there because they've done. So can I? Oh sure. Seven years. But not now, not instead of Superman and Green Lantern. If if you're no. doing a, a Mount Rushmore of superheroes, Superman, Batman, Spider Man, and Wolverine. That's that's it. Like those are four right, of the sure. most iconic superheroes. Yeah. And yet you're gonna build a whole movie with the absence of one of those. Where pretty. Big character, like that's like X Men without Wolverine. You know, like if they're the first time the X Men come together, Wolverine's not there. And it's it, weird. And if you're only going to have five characters in Justice League, you don't have Aquaman. I, I mean, I like Aquaman's fine and all, but if you're going to have five, then the fifth character is Green Lantern. Like that's get, it. Get or, to or, shove. What's the point or in Man a Justice Hunter. League movie with? What's the point without having that that Flash and Green Lantern relationship? I know it's so stupid. And Where, where's the banter supposed to come from? And people are going to say, "Yeah, but of course Superman's not there because this happened in the last movie." Well, that was stupid doing that in the movie right before Justice League. Do you know what's worse about it? Is is we know he did that just because of Justice League coming up. It wasn't. And, that's a... what, and, and I I will fight anybody because I have the video proof. There was that interview right after BVS came out where yeah, he, he said he did it. And and the it was like he was defending himself as if he was in court. Yeah, it you know? was. I think he said uh, if if Superman was there, he'd he'd want to be the, he'd be the leader, and I didn't want to have to find a way to make him not the leader because I wanted Batman to be the leader. So I just killed him. That's what he said. <laughs> spoilers! Spoilers, spoilers for Batman v Superman. <laughs> so no. I don't even feel bad. I don't feel bad. I don't even. Hey, I hey, if you if you were listening to a DC Comics podcast, you've probably seen it. Okay, sure, but still. B, like... You deserve no, to have a spoiler no, no, no. because it's shit, and and you don't deserve it, it, to. It doesn't deserve a spoiler warning. We we no, danced around it, is all I'm saying. We danced around it effectively up until that well, point. Uh, yeah, and I got sick of it. It, it. That film does not deserve that courtesy. <laughs> it is shit. Batman v Superman is terrible. We've got like a two plus hour review, uh, <laughs> screen a lot about it. I don't. Yeah, I don't even like. My wife is like, "We're gonna watch that trailer right now." I said, "No, I'm eating breakfast. Like, I'm not ruining <laughs> breakfast." Not ruining my day. I I, just, no. I don't even know if I'll actively go out of my way to watch it. I think it'll just I, be... I'll, I'll eventually see it at some point anyway because it'll come on in front of a movie or be on the TV or whatever. But I I'm, not, I'm not League going out I was, I was kind of trying to find a way to make you see it so I don't have to. Yeah. But I'm going to have to. So. Do you know what? Do you know what? I, I am strangely looking forward to how cathartic the, uh, the review is going to be, though. It's going like, to feel good to just have a... F- place to focus all that hate well as of right now it's snyder's last dc movie so that's one thing to be excited about yeah because he's not getting a part two you know Joe, you know what bugs me about people who seem to like the, the, the DC movies and Snyder is they talk about how, and even people who don't like his movies because they think the rating's terrible, they talk about how, oh he's a great visual director and I don't think he is, I think his movies look like shit I hate how like I don't think they don't all look like shit, but they they have the best part of Sucker Punch were were the visuals, right? Like that that movie did not have a story. No, it was terrible. I hate Sucker Punch. Yeah, Uh, but I I know. But what I'm saying though, but the best part are the visuals. Sure, gets that at least one thing right. I don't know. I don't know if I would agree with that. Even though I I think his movies all have this really really shitty fake CG look to them. Even like everyone was freaking out because that the Batman teaser for the Justice League trailer Mm -hmm. right had him on top of a gargoyle. And oh, oh, this is the Batman image I wanted in my life, and all the rest of it. And I'm like, but it looks like shit. I, I put up a screenshot from Batman Begins of Batman on a building, right, just sitting there with his cape flowing. Yeah. And I'm like, this lo- this is what night looks like. Night looks like this, 
And this shot of Batman in the Justice League trailer. You you put that shot with Wonder Woman's terrible guitar riff. Mm-hmm. And, and it assaults all your senses. It does. It does. Because it just, it's just a shit CG background. It doesn't feel real. It doesn't feel like they're actually out at night. It just... Because... I don't have a problem with the scenes being set at night. Nights look looks great if you shoot it properly, but this is all fake night. This is fake CG night and green screen, and it looks bad and murky. I liked his visual style in Watchmen. I think it worked for that. Yeah, yeah. it's a darker movie, yeah. though. It kind of... Yeah, that's what I mean. It worked for that, and so it was playing to his strengths. So but Billy this, this blue clearly... Wing just hanging out all over the place. Yeah, I just... I don't know. We've run a bit of a hate fest here at the end. Uh... we got to stop but doing that's this. because... We are a DC Comics podcast, and we're all big fans of these characters. We just care and too much. Yeah. One of the biggest comic book movies of all time is coming out, and not one of us is excited. That's a problem. And also, Batman's got a new suit where the, the, the suit's more black, and then the, the logo's silver. And I'm like, that just reminds me of the final suit from Batman and Robin with George Clooney. Like, what are you doing to me? I don't know why they changed the suit at all. The one he had in, in the last movie was fine. Because like- there was blood all over that one. Well, Alfred can dry clean. Alfred doesn't dry clean. He's a mechanic in the, these movies. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I would have taken maybe taller years a little bit. I'd have liked sure, some taller years. Tweaks. Tweaks. Right. Maybe slim it down a bit. Part. It was a little bit too bulky on him. But other than that, yeah, the, the suit was fine otherwise. Yeah. So, Matt's been shooed off by his wife because it's his anniversary. Yeah. So, we'll wrap this up. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sure, I'm sure you enjoy getting the hate out, though. Before we die. I do. Uh, I so yeah. Um, but no. So that's that's uh, uh, Justice League trailer came out. We didn't. We haven't. The fact that we didn't rush to see the new Justice League trailer tells you how we feel about these movies right now. So there we go. That yep. has been the DC Comics podcast from us. That is Comics from the Multiverse. Let us know what you thought of this week's books in the comments below if you're on YouTube or elsewhere. You can get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz, uh, which will also give you channel updates for the YouTube channel. Plus, obviously, our individual Twitters are on the screen. But for the audio people, I'm at Wibble89. Connor's at ConnorRyan94. Matt is at MattofSteel57. You can get us there for just ramblings and the stuff we say. And usually me complaining about how bad Zack Snyder movies look. I was doing that a lot this week. That is like half of your tweets. It probably is at this point. But, so yeah, get us on there. Uh, Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Give us a five-star rating if you're on iTunes or SoundCloud or like us, whatever. Whatever whatever the positive button is on the device or the service you're using, give us the positive button. Thank you. Uh, But that's us, guys. Uh, Thank you very much for watching and or listening. Uh, We'll be back next time with a more chatty podcast because, let's face it, only three books means time for shenanigans. So thank you very much for watching. We will see you next time. And always remember, never get lost in the Speed Force. Long live the Legion.